0: Good afternoon. It is November 7th, 2022. You're listening to A Little Column A, a Little Column B, hosted by Will co hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: What's going on, Will? Today is amazing, great, all of the positive word day. College basketball starts today. Not only does college basketball start today, because tomorrow is an election here in the United States. The NBA decided they are going to take that as a holiday. No one will be playing, and they decided they are going to put all of the games today. So there are 15 games in the NBA. There are over 200 college basketball games. So I believe that that's got to be some sort of record for most possible basketball to be watched. We still have Monday football uh, tonight, as usual. I, not, we're we're in, the, in the thick of it now. November, very underrated uh, sports month.
0: I think it's a very overrated football season. I think it's very underrated basketball season. We're going to get into a little bit of everything today. The basketball thing is great. I'm, I just know tomorrow, well... I don't know. If, I don't know what your day is going to be, but do you really think you're going to sacrifice all of basketball just to go vote? Like, it's not like. It's, are you voting at 10 p.m.? Is, is is there still not a like? I can still watch the game later. I, I'm more just upset that the, today is going to be fantastic. Every game starting every 15 minutes from 7 o'clock till 10:30 today. That's exciting. That's definitely a big appeal. I think it's a bigger statement of trying to get what what we're trying to accomplish tomorrow happen, but. I just, tomorrow you're going to be bored, all right? As awesome as tonight's going to be, tomorrow are you not going to be bored, being like, why is there no basketball on, and there's no football on?
1: There will be college basketball tomorrow.
0: All right, well, I'm not nearly as excited for that. Maybe maybe tomorrow will be the day I will dabble and do a little bit of college basketball research after last year's catastrophe and just, just complete fall apart. But this year we're turning around, all right? I can't wait. March around the corner. It's coming. College basketball starts tonight. What's the one fact everybody needs to know going into the college basketball season?
1: Oh man, really put me on the spot the one fact
0: well what what's one thing we you think everybody should be keeping an eye on i I, I more felt I thought you'd be like, yes, no, this is what you need to know. this is the thing. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 first first night for me as well. Uh, I'm excited to uh, see how, how how Duke looks. You know, they're they're my team, and pretty much the the entire team is is new. Uh, two of our starters are, are hurt tonight, so that's never what you want. I just saw uh, Kentucky's about to tip off. You know, they had the early exit last year. And they have uh, Oscar Sheboy, the returning national player of the year. He is uh, he's coming off of surgery. He's not playing tonight as well as they have two other one starter and one possible starter this year. Definitely a, a rotation guy not playing tonight. So there's definitely some injuries. Uh, I've been hearing the flu has been going around. So for the start of it, but at a, at a higher level, definitely uh, UNC is the big one coming in. That is the uh, the, the expected uh, kind of similar to two years ago or last year coming in that UCLA was going to be the, uh, the 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 team returning.
0: Okay, and that's why we're not going to talk about college basketball for a couple of months, but it's it'll be here maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow will force us to squeeze it in a little bit next week, but it is still football well, I don't, season. I don't
1: know if we can I don't know if we can wait a, a couple of months because you're going to need to you do your uh, do your consequence, and I think you want to do that kind of on the early side of winter.
0: I actually think it's going to be more likely the later side.
1: Oh, we you think oh, you're going to do it on, the, on the on the far side. Okay. I'm, I'm
0: thinking I'm thinking February or March is is generally my my rough guess right now. Now, it depends. Like if there there are the weather this entire season has been bizarre. I normally am going to complain about it. it has the last couple of weeks not been like the nicest fall you've ever had in the Northeast. <laughs> so, all that being said, I don't know if doomsday's coming once winter turns here. We're just going to have the coldest winter ever. But a deal's a deal and uh, we will uh we will accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished for that. Uh, do you want to remind everybody what the consequence is one more time?
1: You have to go skiing uh, without a shirt on. Yeah one one run one run from the top
0: one run. So we'll we'll have that wrapped up hopefully soon. But I- I'm thinking later winter. I'm thinking nice nice sunny day. You know maybe uh, above thirty is, is the hope because it's gonna dip below thirty at some point here. It, I think even next week it might. Uh, all right. All that being said, it is still football season. Week nine, lots of lots of buys this week, lots of injuries this week. We're about halfway through the season. At this point, I think we have a reasonable idea of who's good and who's bad. And I just want to say, I had an awful week of my picks. My, it, you guys, everybody in the group made up ground on me. I made, I made a change. I've never made a change midweek. This is the first week I made a change, and I went with Atlanta, which was not a confident change. I just didn't, I didn't like the Chargers, and I still, should, I still don't like the Chargers. They still should have lost this game. There's at least four games I could talk about this week that should have went another direction and just didn't. All that being said, Pats get the job done, and we can talk about the Jets. Are we the worst team in our division? <laughs> are the Patriots the worst team in the division? What, what are you talking about? We just beat the Jets last week. Yeah, but we couldn't beat the Bills.
1: I I don't know. We're not. We haven't played the Bills yet. We still got two chances at them.
0: So your transaction here is is that we beat them, and now we are transactionally better than the bills. see
1: they're they're I love the transitive property you like to use <laughs> it as much as often as I can but I, they see there's two there's two Zachs you're dealing with here. You got the one Zach that last week was saying that the Bills were far and away with the Chiefs, the the best team you know teams in the in, in the league. But then you know you, you say you preface it with with the Patriots. Well now you're talking to Zach the Patriots fan and I Pretty pretty sure in the preseason, I said that the Patriots were going to win the AFC East, which you uh, tried to laugh me right off the podcast. But now only a, a game behind, and everyone is all bunched up in that AFC East. It's I don't think anyone expected this.
0: What was the most shocking thing you think happened this weekend? Because I, I could list a couple. <laughs> For one is, is is Jets winning, but the, the most complicated thing that <laughs> Justin Fields was awesome this weekend. Justin Fields was amazing. Almost takes on Miami in a gun show here. 35-32. Tua's doing some crazy things as well. I finally had to give him a little bit of credit here. But Justin Fields is kind of doing it with no nobody. Like it, There's no help. It's all very, very single-handed. And I was very impressed by it. I am curious to see what Chicago ends up doing going forward here because I think, I think they're going to be a really hard offense to stop. I think if he's going to be doing stuff like this, it's it's borderline unstoppable. Is that is that crazy to say? Like I know they didn't get the win here, but I think they're still fine tuning some of the strengths that he's he's got with this scrambling ability, and, and he can't throw just just off the snap, but he can apparently throw way better on the run. So let's just do that more often and and see what happens here. I, I was I think that was the most shocking thing of the weekend for me. I think fantasy wise he had forty six points. <laughs> just, oh man, that's <laughs> you know. Yeah, I had him on my bench in two leagues because I, I got I got a guy coming up on a bye the next week, so I was very, very pleased to have that. Now, if I had plugged him in just this week, which I would have never done, would have easily won yeah. all of my fancy matchups. There are multiple ones I'm losing by single digits this week. The biggest consequence of which was I played the Carolina defense that gave me negative six points. Literally gave a touchdown to the other team, and I'm going to lose by nine. If I had played Tampa's defense, which finished with nine points, I, I easily would have got the victory here. It's just a complicated week of fantasy, a bunch of buys, a whole bunch of things. Uh, but what, what do you think was the big surprise for you this week?
1: It was going to be that, the, like I just mentioned before, that we both said Bills, Chiefs, they're in their own echelon above everybody else, that they were both going to lose. The Chiefs do pull it out in overtime. Very close, close matchup. But if I want to pick one thing out, <laughs> it's Joe Mixon. Everyone knows him from fantasy. Everyone's had him. He's been around for a little while now. Hasn't been having the most successful season. Comes out, has five touchdowns. I think he had three at the half. It was one of the times when uh, you're watching Red Zone and you, you see it. And, oh, this must be a replay. They must be, you know, looking in from another game. And then, oh, no, no, that's another one all the way up to five. I think uh, I heard uh, that the record was six. And he didn't quite get there. But five touchdowns in one game. Five touchdowns for a team is a lot, let alone one player.
0: You realize that Joe Mixon scored so many touchdowns that they had to put Baker Mayfield back in. That's that's a lot of touchdowns. You, what What is going on there? That's, that's a that's a disaster. I feel so embarrassed for picking Carolina the last two weeks and then feeling pretty good about it because, you know, the Bengals struggled the week before. They lost Chase. They they really didn't. It's like they forgot how to run their offense last week without Chase going out. And then suddenly this week, it's like, all right, we'll play a little bit safer. We're going to give it to Joe Mixon and, and kind of build off the run game a little bit here, and then we're going to let Joe do what Joe does. And he had some fantastic throws and looked great. And Carolina looks terrible. I don't know who starts next week because it's zero to – Have you heard the whole
1: situation there?
0: No, all right. All I know is I'm pretty sure it was zero to, like, 42, and it ended 21-42. So I credit Baker for some garbage time fighting for his life here. I don't know what the real – what is the real reward here? Is that you get to play for Carolina now that's 2-7 and seven the rest of the season? And you might just take a bunch of hits. Like, is this a weird thing going on? Do you have a latest update on on the Carolina quarterback situation?
1: So Walker gets benched at halftime, like you're saying, for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is actually doing things, scoring touchdowns, which Walker didn't score at all. Uh, the extra, the two wrinkles that came in today is earlier uh, this morning. Sam Darnold off of uh, injured reserve. So he's going to be ready to go. So, okay, well, are are you going to go to him? You know, you, <laughs> you've you kind of been oscillating between these two other guys that have not really got it done. You've been a big Darnold supporter. Well, turns out they play on Thursday this week. So, yes, he's off injured reserve, but there's not a ton of time to get into the flow of things. So who do you start? Well, probably Baker, right? Because, you know, you've been shill- No, no, they're starting Walker. What? What are you doing? Is this just a total I- tank job? Like, don't try to make it make rational thought.
0: Well all right, you're two and seven. You kinda blew it. If you won this week, you're very, very much still in it. And, and and bizarrely, you're even at two and seven, you're not completely out of it. But to say we're just this we're we're all in on this, this we feel like this is the biggest win now move for all of it, is is seems seems a little suspect. Although they've absolutely looked better with PJ than they have with Baker beyond just the half we most recently saw. So, do you want to go by what we've seen the most of, or what we've seen the most recently? I, I'm going to go with what we've seen the most of. So, I, I don't have a problem with that. As well as I think we know Baker isn't the future here. I mean, what are they really fighting for? I mean, PJ maybe he actually gets better. I think we've seen the best of Baker, and it's not very good. And what are we what are we really hoping he's going to prove here?
1: It, it really seems like Baker is done. For sure, in, in Charlotte, maybe maybe even more. This was kind of the the last chance effort, and did not really capitalize on. It. I mean, maybe there's an injury, and so I, I don't know. Maybe he'll get uh, another shot, but I, yeah, I think you. I guess you go with Walker, but I, I think this is just a, a tank job and, and knowing, hey, we're there's no reason for us to win games. It's a Thursday night. Let's just make sure everyone stays healthy. And probably next couple of weeks, start Darnold, see what you have there. Because, uh, like I said, you you're you're a big fan of him. I have not been as as high on him, and like I, I don't see him as way better than these other two. So you could put him in and find out. Yeah, we just have three not very good
0: quarterbacks. I do think he's that much better than the other two. I don't think he's good, but I do think he's that much better than the other two. And that's 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 fine. That's that's what it is, all right? He, if he, he's,
1: we're gonna he, we're gonna find out.
0: These are all these are all very fake wins, anyways, right? Nobody nobody's suddenly buying in, being like, yes, we're gonna build around this guy suddenly although i did see on red zone yesterday speaking of bizarre future transactions here there apparently was an advertisement for a washington commander's uh season tickets for the next season and it had Mm -hmm. heineke on the ad as as like the main premier guy come like buy the season tickets for next year here's heineke for the washington commanders advertising next season season tickets now, I don't know if this is going to be a goofy edit at the end of the year or if we're suddenly all in. Now, with that being said, Minnesota and the Chargers have some of the biggest, fakest wins of the of football history. The Minnesota Vikings, first of all, they win the game 20-17. to Washington forces a fumble, recovers the fumble, and then is about to rush for a touchdown to some degree. And then they fumble on the recovery and give the ball right back. They had the whole game. The, the, the game's over. They just just take a knee, hold on to the Fall ball. down. It's over. Like you, you you get the win. Instead, they refumble it, and this is the bizarre tank job I've ever seen by a team where you have done the impossible of forcing a turnover, picked up the turnover, and then caused your own turnover by getting tackled by somebody who doesn't even tackle for a living, that gets tackled for a living. And extremely frustrating. I do want to say that this is... I think the best division in football and that the Commanders are a better team than anyone's ever going to give them credit. I think they I'm i going to cheat a little bit right now and just previewing some picks earlier, but I think they're going to beat the Eagles this upcoming week. I'm picking that right now. I, I think this Minnesota win should have went the other direction. Minnesota is not good. This is a fake seven and one team. Nobody should be scared of this team. If anything, I'm so excited to play this team in the playoffs. I love the trade that they made for the, for Hawkinson. I think that's an impact player, but this team is weird. I'm not entirely sold on Minnesota. I just thought they got extremely lucky this following week, and and the Commanders are a better team than anyone wants to admit. I'm not sure if Heineke's the future there. What are your thoughts on on that situation of the the leaking of the the pre pre orders for for next season and Heineke's on the ad?
1: Well, one, he's only under contract for this year. Uh, but the second thing is. He's got the most wins at quarterback for the team. You have to put the, not exactly your best foot forward, but you got to say like, how are you going to draw people in? What's what's the draw here? And there are not a lot of guys on the Commanders that people know. So, right, like that's the quarterback. You got to put somebody's picture on there. You you can't put the owner's picture on there.
0: No. No, you can't I don't even know if you could just put the logo on there and no one will know what it is. It's it's there's there's a lot it's of complicated so situations going on there. I, it's bizarre. I'm not sure who else you would I kinda would have gave it to Brian Robinson, the running back. Shout out to him. You know, if, if he doesn't have an unfortunate situation for the next first couple of weeks here, I think we're having a different conversation about this team entirely. I also think if they started with Heineke going in, they just just carry the momentum off of last year and just, just roll into this. Instead they, they start from scratch with Wentz. Wentz is good for two weeks and then really just clawing his way back to be even as close to good of that the rest of the season it just wasn't working I, I like the gunslinger attitude in Heineke I I can't wait to pick them later in in, in our, our p- upcoming picks I want to talk about a couple more games here the Seattle Seahawks they pull off a win here that one felt good Gino looked good again Walker looks great this defense is, is steady Arizona is just I, I, all right so it finishes 31 to 21 here did it really feel like they lost by 10, or did it feel like they lost by a lot more for Arizona here? Head-scratching situations throughout the entire game. I wasn't very impressed with them. I'm still not very fearful of them. I'm, I'm very low on that, but I feel good about my Seahawks, man. They, they, they keep going here. Is this is this all fake news here? Is, is this a fake win or a real win?
1: I just don't think the Cardinals are very good. I think I keep getting tricked by Kyler Murray of just... He- just he's just so fast and he runs around he does everyone's while. he does cool things but I think it's almost a uh compared to uh Russell Westbrook situation of he's super athletic he does some really cool things but it just doesn't necessarily lead to wins and just the team doesn't seem very good and I wouldn't have thought that the Seahawks were very good but they're just at the we just we don't hurt ourselves too much I you know did throw the uh the pick six and somehow he kind of roped that into a you know what? Once once I threw the pick six, that kind of really woke the team up, and that was like a, a galvanizing positive somehow. So if you're all of a sudden making pick sixes that you throw into positives to get your team a W, I, that is just some real silver lining kind of mentality there.
0: It look, I'm in on Seattle. I think Seattle's a really good football team. I did. The more the a season really goes really good, I, the more the season goes on, the more I feel that it, for the NFC, for the NFC, yes, for the NFC, they may be the best team. I mean, go ahead, the bet. Go, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, pick someone else. I'll I'll wait there. I mean, really? All right. Go in with the, Go with the Eagles then. Fine. You're going you're gonna to go, go with someone from that division. Go with it. That's fine. I'm I'll, I'll stay with my Seahawks over here. I'm, I'm going fine. with
1: the Seahawks. Oh man. I feel,
0: I feel, I feel pretty good about that. All right. Let's talk about I, two more games. I, I, I thought,
1: yeah, I thought even if you said a good team would have been, you know, just like, oh, well, I guess, you know, look, look at their record, but like a really good team. I mean, that just elevates them up. You know.
0: I. Th- I, I think they play good football. Or at least I think they play football that is easy to replicate week in and week out, and a lot of teams are struggling with that. There are certain teams that have such a high skill set that they necessarily don't need to worry about that consistency quite as much because they have superhuman abilities to make plays that other teams just can't. Like Mahomes last night, that team really didn't play that great, but they he did some plays just enough to give him a chance. The The two teams I w- want to talk about that are clearly two bad teams, that was the, the Rams and the Buccaneers, a grueling this felt like a seven-hour game. That was <laughs> that was just the most boring marathon. It felt like a commercial or a punt was happening the entire game. Finally, finally we get some action, and then <laughs> they don't even get it. And then there's 40 seconds left, and somehow they pull it all off. The post game for Brady was perfect. I I couldn't have said it any better. It was the exact emotion that I was feeling watching him do it. It's going to be a sad day when we don't get to watch Tom Brady play any more two-minute drills. It's, it's a master class every time it happens. That being said, both of these teams stink. I don't care what anyone says. The Bucks are bad. The Rams aren't good. This was an awful game. I, I watched Tennessee, Kansas City, and even though Kansas City I didn't think played great, those are way better football teams. They are much more playing like Seattle-style football that I think is easier to replicate week in and week out versus the Rams and Bucks. The things they're replicating are just—they're not fixable. This is big problems here. No time, throwing a lot of balls away. Offense is broken. Other than Darnold on the other th- other side for the Rams, I mean, Darnold single handedly is keeping them alive at this point. Brady probably would have picked them apart if he doesn't get to him that many times. But it's not happening for either of these teams. I'm not buying it. You see any real big turnaround for the for the Bucks or Rams?
1: Well, I think you're you're missing one of the most important parts is that uh since Tom Brady has gotten divorced, so no more distractions, he is undefeated. So just just keep that in mind. All right,
0: <laughs> uh, you ready to make some picks?
1: I'm ready to make some picks. All right,
0: let's see if you go undefeated this week. Uh just a recap oh, on the, on the standings here. I I have a, a smaller lead right now. I am in first place by one pick. There is a third place that is two picks behind me. Three picks behind me and then there's Zach who is I, I can't how many is that is that single digit double digits it's, it's he's somewhere down near the bottom I think there's someone else below him but I don't even know if they're playing so that's that's where Zach's at for right now uh, uh six, it's, six. it's
1: it's definitely it's definitely a little bit of a, of a loser talk but I am like in the 92 percentile no. so it's not like I'm I'm just terrible against everybody in America I mean probably a lot of people dropped off and I'm not going against everybody else in America I'm going against you so I like I said, kinda loser talk, but just want to make sure people don't think that, you know, I just I have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: No, no, no. Zach's only four picks back. I am i making it I'm making it sound like it's a giant group. It is not a giant group. So last place is I, not-
1: I clawed I clawed one one spot back last week. And so if I can claw one spot back each week, like, like- I'll I'll be set.
0: The, gr- the group's not large, man. I mean, you're like two spots off of meddling here, right? You're, you're fine. You, you yeah, make, I don't you, want to meddle. You still make <laughs> the podium, all right? It's okay.
1: <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Everybody knows that. Come on.
0: All right. Speaking of not first, you're last. Let's see who finishes first. This week, let's go uh, Thursday. Quick game here. Ter- quick turnaround. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers. You could just skip Sunday or, or Thursday football this week again. I feel so bad for the broadcast. I think everyone is trying their best on Amazon over there. But, man. This is going to be another stinker of a game. I don't even know what you're hoping for here. I'm, is Kyle Pitts going to show up? Is Drake going to be alive? Do we do we see the good foreman again, or do we get the foreman that I've never heard of before? I have no idea what to expect here. I'm going to go with Atlanta just because they're 4-5. and five. Carolina's 2-7. and seven. At some point, you have to accept that you're tanking, and at some point, you have to accept that you're not tanking, which I think Atlanta, this is the week where I, I don't think we try and tank this week. I'm not sure they have been, but... This isn't one where, maybe in maybe the back of your mind, you're like, maybe we don't take the chance. It's like, nope, we take the chance. We are all in on this season. Let's go for it. So, I'm in on Atlanta. Maybe making it 500, going five and five with the W this week. Can you give me any reason to pick Carolina? I mean, what what are you doing this week?
1: I am also going with the Falcons. I have Falcons to win their division at 25 to one that I got earlier in the year. So I am a big Falcons fan. So I'm going to keep it all, all in one bucket. And I didn't see anything out of the, out of the Panthers that I like to Thursday can always get goofy, especially with the figuring out what who your quarterback is. But I, I think a team that knows who, who who your quarterback is before the game just has an advantage.
0: We'll see. Anything can happen on Thursday. You, you could be right. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this game ended 0-0 in its high, and we watched every minute of it gruelingly, just, just painfully, <laughs> all Thursday. All right, next game, we're we're, we're on the road here. We're, we're traveling a little bit. International game here we will be in Germany, the Seattle Seahawks against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm in on Seattle. I, I see no reason why Tampa is going to beat this team. Everything I've seen over the last couple of weeks tells me Seattle is a better football team. Now, on paper, Tampa, sure, this could all click, but I imagine the travel here isn't a very complimenting thing, playing on the road, all that. Like, why would Tampa suddenly be able to figure it out with even more weird things happening? This is a bizarre week. I don't know if the travel is an advantage or disadvantage. I was hearing rumors that if Brady lost this past week, that he'd consider skipping the trip and just retiring overnight. Not the craziest idea if they were three and six. So with that, they'd get the win. They're going back in. You think you're going to pick them this week? I'm
1: going with the Bucks. Tom has no more distractions. He is focused. He doesn't have to deal with anything else, uh, especially over over in Europe. No, he he's ready to go. Uh, Seattle, you know, don't don't trust the record. This is where all of a sudden having Tom is going to be a huge advantage over having Geno Smith.
0: I I think Seattle's defense is maybe just as good, if not better. I, they're they're going to be in the conversation. I, I think this will actually be a decent game here. I hope I really hope Germany does get a good game because they seem super pumped up to be there and um I have uh, the promotions have been somewhat uplifting. Uh, all right, next game here. I, I, I mean, it is it is a it's a big compared deal compared to
1: some of the other other teams and matchups we've been we've been throwing out there. Uh, I I don't know the spread of this game off the top of my head, but I'm looking at the the percentages of that what people picked and it's. 43 57 in favor of the Bucks, so pretty close to, to a coin flip. And you got Seattle, who you say is a really good football team, so you can't be the only one saying that. And then the other side, you have Tom Brady. So if you're Germany, you look at what London's been getting, you got to be happy with this.
0: I can't believe they shipped Tom Brady out, he, he could easily sell out. And I think every American should have an opportunity to see him. But you know what? Sure, go ahead, give, give the world a taste. This is you're definitely right, we generally don't give him that's a star or anybody remotely close to the, the caliber of Tom Brady. I mean, just as I say, even if Brady doesn't even play and he just came out of the stadium, it'd be awesome just to see him. This is awesome that they're going to actually see him play and compete and that he's even still going. Uh, he'll be back next year, though, right? Uh, maybe even in the Munich-Germany game. Maybe he'll do two in a row. Uh, next, Maybe. Next game, Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. I think Minnesota's full of a bunch of phony wins here. I think the Bills had a struggling... Previous week here, I, I I don't know what the Jets did to them, but there was some Jedi mind trick that just forced them to play out of the Jets level, and maybe that's a compliment to the Jets. But I I don't I can't buy into the Minnesota Vikings. I can't I can't buy into them. All right, Bills every week we felt has been one of if not the best football team across in the league. They will be remain one of those caliber teams, and they're going to destroy Kirk Cousins this afternoon. Uh, who are you going with?
1: I'm going with the bills, but have you been following, uh, Josh Allen's injury? No. Yeah. He has a, uh, being evaluated for a UCL injury. He got hit in the forearm, uh, has to do with, the uh, your, you, your, uh, your, with the ligaments and with the nerves. He says that uh, he's got some slight pain. Uh, it came out with, with that news and it doesn't exactly narrow it down. It kind of sounds to me when someone says, Uh, you know, a a twisted ankle and a twisted ankle could be, well, yeah, it's slightly painful, but you wrap it up and you're good to go all the way to, well, if you have a high ankle sprain, you're out a a month. So something to keep an eye on.
0: All right. So we're both going with the bills next game, Detroit lions at the Chicago bears. I'm going to be rolling with Justin Fields. I I think the, the magic continues. Detroit allegedly has one of the worst defenses in the league However, Green Bay made it look like one of the top defenses in the league last week. I think Fields goes off again. I'm starting him in fantasy, so I'm just hoping for big numbers. And oh, maybe, boy. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll get rewarded again. So I'm going with the Bears with, uh, with a little fantasy bias in there. But, I mean, what has Detroit done? Are you, you going to pick Detroit? No. I mean, two-game win streak for Detroit. Come on. Let's go.
1: No, it's not two games. It's just one game.
0: Well, they won last game. If they win this week, it'll be another it'll Oh, be- <laughs> oh, I,
1: oh, I see what you're saying. No, I think these are two not good football teams, but it feels there's definitely something there. And I don't know how it took them this long to figure it out that, Hey, this quarterback's really good at running the ball. We should probably do that uh, all the time. All right. And next. Since the Patriots game, they've been putting up a ton of points.
0: They're they're good offense. That offense is suddenly really good. Worst offense of the league that didn't even throw the ball that now, I don't think anyone's encouraging them to throw the ball. Just run. Just, just keep it out in the loose field there. All right. Next game, Denver Broncos at Tennessee Titans. Titans look great I love how steady that was Henry was King Henry I feel bad for giving all the Chubb talk of saying he's the top running back in the league but and Henry looked phenomenal last night just completely controlling the game having big big burst after big burst, just 30 yard gains after that this very very uh very very steady I I was impressed with that I, I hope I don't know what the quarterback situation is you're hoping for in Tennessee but I still think it's better than whatever they got going on in Denver I can't think of any reason to pick Denver there's no way, no way you are right. You're rolling with Tennessee,
1: rolling with the Titans, but Willis. Ugh, I mean, five for sixteen throwing it, and ugh, yeah, there's just like no one to really throw it to. So if I think if you have a team that can get their act together, they should be able to just put everybody in the box and force them to throw. Like I thought the Patriots are going to do with Fields and just completely neutralize them. But uh, yeah, that, was, that that quarterback play was was pretty ugly throwing it. So uh, hopefully Tan can come back sooner rather than later.
0: E- either way, there seemed to be a maturity with this team that I don't know if every other team necessarily has. We have a we have a talented group up top, and then I think there's just some good game controlling teams below. I think they fall into that kind of Seattle category where it's like they're just they're standing games, not making any mistakes. And I'm just waiting for Russell Wilson to make a ton of mistakes this upcoming week. So I'll I'll roll with Tennessee as well. All right, next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Jags get a little love last week finally putting their stuff together. I don't know what happened by suddenly shipping out James Robinson that ETN suddenly says, oh, yeah, this is easy now. We just score touchdowns all the time. That being said, Kansas City, they may look sloppy the entire game, but if they got 30 seconds in the ball, I still think they got a chance. As long as I don't have to kick anymore, man. What are we doing with this? This this Butker character over oh, here. Oh, boy. Just just making life so much harder than it ever had to be the, the whole week. So, I don't know what happens there, but I can't pick Jacksonville over them. There's no way Jacksonville is going to go on the road and beat the Chiefs. This, this is my lock of the week. I, I I just don't know what else to say. This could be one where so our locks have been kisses of death of recent. So I'm <laughs> very carefully saying this, but I'm I'm locking it in. Are you going to lock it in as well?
1: No, this is not my lock. I am going with the Chiefs. The Jaguars beat up on the Raiders, and the Raiders they've blown three seventeen plus leads uh, this year. Not good, not good at all. Uh, I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to step up to the to the Chiefs this week.
0: Is it, I'm starting to lose faith in Trevor Lawrence as well. I, I'm not entirely sold on him being the guy, and I didn't feel that way going into the season. So he's just I, I'm not very impressed with it. it oh just, man, is, is, do you see it? Like I feel like he's making rough, the,
1: rough, rough week for Clemson all around, huh? Yeah, I guess
0: sorry, I guess so. Let's go orange man all right uh next game cleveland browns at the miami dolphins miami looked hot last week kind of keeping up with justin fields to a waddle hill and it's just a problem uh cleveland coming off a bye. i imagine they watched a ton of film on all this i don't know how that's going to help them in any way because i think they're going to score a ton of points again miami miami's a good team I, I gotta buy in i gotta give the credit here i i don't believe in cleveland you know until that quarterback starts coming back out of uh suspension here they're There's really no reason to kind of believe Brissett is going to be able to outscore the Miami Dolphins, right? So I'm rolling with that. Who you got? Yeah, give me the Dolphins. Yeah. All right. Next game, Houston Texans at the New York Giants. Now, Texans have accepted that they are not trying to win games this year, and I don't really have a problem with that. I think that's what they kind of should be doing. Now, the Giants somehow find ways to just win every game. So this seems like one they should win. So I'm going to pick them. Uh, Any reason not to? Who are you going with?
1: Uh, Giants coming off the bye. I got to take them. I've been going against the New York teams, but this is just too much of uh of, I I can't, I,
0: can't, no, yeah, I can't. you can't pick the Texans. You, can't. you can't. I just they
1: just can't. They're they're not they're not good. All
0: right, trap game coming up here New Orleans Saints at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm holding out slightly to see how tonight's Monday night goes, but I, I just think the Steelers are trying to rebuild a little bit better than New Orleans. New Orleans losing Michael Thomas the rest of the season with without really even having him the whole season. So I suppose it's not an actual loss to the, in that sense. Uh I'm I'm going with the rookie picket over here to pickens. Well, let's let's hope that that happens. Uh Kamara can easily outscore everybody tonight and I can easily make this the swap later in the week here. But right now, as is, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Who you got? Give me Kamara and the Saints. Yeah. You said that last week for tonight too. You still feeling that way?
1: Yes, if I said it last week, I'm doubling down saying it again. <laughs> that sounds like me.
0: All right, garbage game coming up here: Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. Colts? Did I really
1: did. I really pick the Saints
0: tonight. I think you did. I think you said the same thing. I did. I think you said Kamara. Oh, I think you said Kamara rolls on again.
1: Oh, maybe I did. Oh, okay, cool. Am I wrong? Uh, you, you, you 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 continue. I'll, I'll check. I'll check real quick.
0: All right, garbage game here: Indianapolis Colts, Las Vegas Raiders. The Colts the Colts looked awful against the Patriots and the Patriots are such a hard judgment scale to say like, are they a good team? Are they just a smart team? Are they just well coached? I I don't think the Patriots are that great of a team. And the Colts looked really bad last week. The Raiders, despite not having a ton of victories have had moments of being completely abysmal and at least some moments of hope. I think they've had some more recent hope, so I'm going with it. It's it's not a great feeling. I don't feel good about picking either of these teams. This is one where I could pick a tie, and i feel better off doing that. I, this, is, this is more likely to end in a tie than me being confident in either of these teams winning. But got to pick someone. I'm going with the Raiders. I don't feel good about it. You going to agree with me or not?
1: I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> Patriots beat the Colts so bad that they fired their coach. Uh, I think that kind of kind of says it all right there. I saw a stat they went over 13 on third downs they had just some really bad offensive stats uh Pats uh, I believe got a got a pick six and like our offense wasn't even really that good but we just absolutely shut them down on defense so uh yeah give me the Raiders they got a little bit a little bit of something I, I don't know how they keep blowing these huge leads. Uh, but sooner or later, they're, they're just going to hold on, even if it's in despite of themselves.
0: They're the team on Red Zone where I see a bunch of highlights early. And it's like, oh, man, yeah, that's right. The Raiders, we were, we were hoping for Devontae. Devontae Adams. You know, like, it's happening. There's Josh the- Jacobs. Like,
1: they, you got you got them all on your fantasy teams. And, and, then,
0: and then you're like, oh, all right, I haven't seen this game in a little bit. Oh, man, they're they're kind of creeping back in. Oh, my God, they're down? Wait, when when. Who, what does happen? I I have no idea. You know that. That being said, with the Colts, that there's there's a chance that we get some coaching rebellion here. Where the following week, it's like, oh man, the coach is holding us back. If we had just been playing the way we wanted to play, and maybe that happens. This this kind of how that Carolina firing happened it was like suddenly Foreman comes out and has a huge game. Be like, yeah, we've been waiting for McCaffrey. You know, waiting for opportunities here. But I don't I don't feel that way. I I it's maybe if Taylor plays, they're a better team. That that's probably a good thing. But I'm still gonna stick with the Raiders. All right, next game. Did you
1: see who uh did you see who they hired as their interim coach?
0: Well, I saw that you you wrote down for the topics coming in. I didn't realize that they I knew they were going with the interim, but you said they hired the interim. So this isn't just like a no. fire and this is a fired and replaced.
1: So they fired their the, the the their head coach Frank Reich and so he he's done, but they brought in an interim coach, but it's Jeff Saturday, who played for the Colts you, you know way back when but was not part of their organization currently, which I think is unusual. I think normally an interim coach is one of the, one of the assistants I think is more the, the normal route. Oh, you know, like with the Celtics, it wasn't like Ime has gone or you suspended, whatever we're calling it. And then brought in someone from the outside. It was like, Hey, we're promoting someone for the rest of the season, especially with football. We're halfway through the year. So to I, I never had head coaching uh, experience before. So, I think it's a little uh, unusual.
0: Would you, if you're, if you're uh, Saturday, would you want this? Like, who wants to come in mid-season to a team that is a three, five, and one? Their best player Taylor didn't even play in the past week, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna walk in and I got this temporarily. <laughs> like, you don't even need to hire me. You can just hire me for the rest of the season. Well, who wants that job? What, what is the What are you hoping to prove out of this? Like, what, what could you possibly gain? Like what are they? They win this upcoming week? Like is
1: <laughs> Oh, I think you could you you could make a huge jump. You you go from coaching he was coaching Hebron Christian Academy in Dracula, Georgia, the last three seasons. So I got to imagine that's a that's a high school. So you go from a, a high school head coach to an NFL head coach, even if it's just on an interim basis. I think you were able to jump like years worth of quote like earning your dues as a, as an assistant, if, if you're good. And all of a sudden either the Colts say, yeah, you did, you did what we were expecting. or you, do you, know, you exceed expectations or maybe you do pretty well and someone else on a different team says, Hey, you know, we liked what this guy was doing. Boom. Not, not, now you're a head coach. You get paid the big bucks. He's sitting in the big boy chair.
0: I'm not waiting in line to get that job. That, that's just me. All right. Next, next game, Dallas Cowboys at the green Bay Packers real quick here. Green Bay's really bad. I don't care what you say. I don't Ugh. even care if they win this week. I don't care if they win every week. Going after this, this team sucks. I'm not picking them. That they couldn't beat, they couldn't score against Detroit, who we've all universally accepted has a very weak defense. They blow two back-to-back goal line things off the uh, two turnovers right on the goal line into that game. They had, they really should have won the game if, if one of those just doesn't go wrong. The fact they both did, this team stinks. I can't pick them. There's no way. All in on Dallas. Dallas is actually a decent team, and if not a very good team. I'm I'm in on Dallas. I'm so out on the Packers. There's no way you're picking the Packers. I re- I refuse to do a podcast with somebody who's going to pick the Packers this week. Just I can't can't allow it. Who are you picking?
1: No, not not picking the not picking the Packers. They're on a five game losing streak. You mentioned the two in the end zone interceptions that Aaron Rodgers threw. There was actually a third interception that he threw in the red zone. Just shoot yourself in the foot. That is not something that uh, MVP does. That is not something that uh, a guy a top elite guy in the league does. That is what you're expecting from a rookie, from a guy that is on his way out of the league. So I don't know if I'm ready to say that Rodgers is washed, but he was terrible on Sunday. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys.
0: Nope. So out on that. All right, next game, Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Man, the Rams look real bad. At least the Cardinals put up some points, and I I feel like they have that ability to at least see Kyler do some magic, and that's the only reason I'm picking them, because I haven't seen any magic for the Los Angeles Rams. There's a chance that Darnold – Single-handedly does what he did last week. and just gets to Murray a whole bunch, but I think Murray being able to scramble and run is going to be the only advantage they have, and it should be just enough to get a, a win here. I, I don't feel good about it. I think it's just two struggling teams that we've been waiting to see have some success, and it may suddenly happen this week. I don't know which one's going to do it. My money's on Arizona, but I don't feel good about it. Who you got?
1: I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I, I, just, I can't keep picking... The, the Cardinals and keep getting away with it so I, I gotta I gotta change something up and so I'm going with the Rams
0: all right next game Los Angeles Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers the Chargers are fake the Niners are not anything to brag about but I, I just think I, I have a lot more faith in them I like the direction they're going they're four and four the Chargers are five and three I don't think those records truly reflect the talent that they have here I think the Niners have played a little bit better teams as well I'm gonna go with the Niners I like McCaffrey. They're coming in off a bye week, I believe, and that'll be helpful. I'm sure they've been watching all sorts of ways to pick off Herbert, and he's just he's just a weird quarterback. I'm not sold on it. What a, what a fluky, weird year of ups and downs for this whole Chargers team. They get no receivers, and then suddenly I kind of like their young receivers and Palmer and Carter this week. And they shouldn't have won this past week, though. They shouldn't have won like half of the games they've won, so I'm not in on it. I'm in the Niners. Who you got?
1: I'm also going with the Niners. Uh, I thought McCaffrey has looked great. And he that first week barely had any time. Now he has a full bye week, plenty of time to go over all of the offensive playbook and they're able to work together. I think we're going to really see some stuff. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if Debo is healthy, but if he's healthy, just even add to it. It's going to be they 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 I think they might be able to make make a push.
0: It's gonna come together. There, this is the team that terrifies my my Seattle Seahawks over there. This, this is the team I'm. I'm worried that there's the, the right formula is there. We've seen it. We've seen this team just suddenly snap in at the end of the season. Just everything clicks, and this may be the week that that happens. All right, next week, next game, Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. I totally hinted towards this earlier, and I have no shame. I'm not not backing down. I'm taking the Commanders on the road. We're going 8-1 and one in Philly. They're not going to have an undefeated season. They ha- they're they in the toughest division in football. There's no way this team goes undefeated. I think they're just discrediting Washington this whole season that they've been playing against a very good Philly team, a very good Dallas team, and a very good Giants team. So I got to transactionally say that maybe this is a decent Washington team, and this is the week they're going to do it. Madness or not? What do you got here? A complete madness. Heineke is not getting new shoes on
1: Tuesday morning. The Eagles are going to take care of the commanders. No problem. Hertz is going to sling it all over the place. This is not the spot that they're going to lose their undefeated season. It is not this week. This is my lock of the week. Wow.
0: All right. Perfect kiss of death. I love that. I love picking against your lock of the week. I I wish I could (laughs) know your lock ahead of time just so I can know to pick against it. And vice versa. If I told you mine, I imagine you would have some some interest in saying, "Wow, all right, well, let's zag on this one." This this is a weird, this is a weird trend that seems to be happening with these locks here. I, the, some weeks I forget about it and I just do it mid mid pod, and, and then I feel really good about it live. It's like, no, 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 I I feel like I locked, I made the decision right now because I had to. Earlier in the day, it's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't maybe that one, maybe maybe this one, and. and it's it's fine, and it, it's all working out to some degree. I guess I guess we have a, a bit of a closer battle now that I've I've kind of given up some ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're the one, the one game. <laughs> speaking of uh, giving up some ground, the NBA is finally doing something about the Kyrie Irving situation. It is not a fun situation. It is a very vague and interesting situation that Kyrie has essentially. Been forced to spoon-fed like a toddler at this point of saying, no, man, we just asked for an apology and you didn't really give it to us. We asked you like three different times. We had to have seven different press conferences. And now finally, it's like, you know what? All right, we're going to suspend you a minimum of five games. We're going to give you a laundry list of things that you should do as just a decent human being that you were fairly unfamiliar with or Unfamiliar with just a human decency to some degree here. This is a lot of drastic stuff. I understand that, but he has pushed everyone into the corner where they feel like they have no choice beyond doing this. Like they they tried a bunch of other ideas here, and and the worst thing about that all this is that there's a floating coaching situation that I think is just looming on the on the way that this kind of plays out. Now, let's let's go. Do you know, do you have the list of the to do list that Kyrie needs to do? Yeah. So Kyrie yeah. has to complete this list and. Assuming he's able to do it within five games, which sounds like it's a possibility that he could if he was motivated or interested in playing. And if he's unable to, it'll take more than that. And I imagine the suspension just grows until he's able to complete this. Now, what is on the list that he needs to complete entirely?
1: So they came up with a suspension saying it is will be no less than five games, but he has to complete these six things. So it could be more, more than five games. We'll see. So it is... Uh, apologize and condemn to the movie that he uh, shared uh, 500k donation to anti-hate causes uh, in between since the last podcast we did i um, the first sort of apology that he did it was noted that he did uh do- or attempted to donate five hundred thousand dollars and i saw there was a lot of things afterwards and people saying like oh well you know what's money to him all this kind of the stuff but just like well I think I would prefer a half-ass uh, apology if there was 500k attached to it, rather than uh, a really, really good apology with no money behind it. But I found out later the uh, it was the the anti defamation league, the the Jewish organization. They just straight up refused it. They said no, We're like we don't want your money if this is like the way you're gonna do it. So props to them to having way more moral uh, character than I have. Uh, so that was two. Uh, three is sensitivity training four is anti-semitic training five is to meet with the anti-defamation league uh i and jewish leaders or those are the jewish leaders i'm not sure there and meet with josai to demonstrate understanding
0: now i i've heard so many rumors essentially leading that this is the end of kyrie irving in brooklyn that this is he's just either not going to do this or not going to do this in a efficient enough fashion and just not cooperate to the point where they're just either gonna have to trade him now with that being said you know way to tank somebody's value that you are now trying to move on to I all of this mess in in Brooklyn is only worth it if they win I still believe their best chance at winning is with him on the floor it looked pretty good the other night actually without him I thought Durant was way more aggressive got way more opportunity but with that being said I know it's too much to ask for Durant to do it all on his own and then he's gonna need another player they can't keep t- taking losses on these trades, here, right? They take a loss on the Harden deal. They take a loss on getting rid of Harden for Simmons. It's, you know they can't. You can't just keep taking losses on these trades and not actually building up towards something. So the idea of that we're just going to move Kyrie and fix it all. I, I don't think that happens. So you got to hope you can get him to complete all this and that he can come back and play because that's your best chance at saving the season. That's your only chance of making any of this worth it. Is if you win, you just got to win. It's it's a messy situation. I don't stand by. Anything he said, I just think if this team wants to get through this stuff, they got to win basketball games. And they, they may get Eme. I don't know how, how I'm supposed to feel about all that. I don't understand how he's not able to be our Celtics coach, but the Celtics are willing to let him go to go coach against us. But he can't coach for us because he was that bad of a person, but he's not that bad of a person that he can't coach for another team. That's a weird, really weird gray area to be in. And I understand it's a team consequence versus a league consequence, and it's 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 not like he did anything he did do something wrong, though. Like, uh, like I just don't like that we're suddenly acting like he didn't do something wrong here. And that it's like no, no harm is done. And that he's not only going to be having an opportunity to coach again, he's going to get a raise. Because he was in the NBA Finals last year and the year before he was not. He was a rookie coach. So I, I the whole situation is frustrating. I just hope that this team could just start winning and playing basketball again. There's a lot of talent here that we should be talking about and worried about and focused on. And we're just not. Is there anything else we need to cover on all this, or did I? I think I did a decent job here. Do you want to get into the Eme situation? Like, is that like I don't know if he's even gonna be the guy anymore. I feel like the Kyrie thing got so sloppy that now we're waiting to see if that's even gonna be allowed. Like, like the social justice warriors might just say no. Like, this is this is a terrible idea. Who's running this? They may force this guy to sell next week if they hire Eme. Like, how how bad could this get?
1: It's it's so weird too that it's it's two different firestorms going on at the same time and this team has ben simmons on it that is probably thrilled because he's a little dinged up right now that is just sweet yeah you guys talk about this stuff and not me and how i'm not playing again like excellent yeah keep me you know under the radar but i the the news comes out that they're firing steve nash we didn't even mention that yet that's pretty big news getting rid of the coach uh weird a week or two into the season after Kevin Durant over the summer allegedly said, Hey, uh, could you get rid of the, the coach and the GM? That'd be great. So now it's headed that direction. They got off to a, a terrible start and then immediately it's, yep, they're probably going to hire Ime to in the next 24 to 48 hours, they're going to. Now that hasn't happened yet. It's past that window. And I was seeing, uh, headlines from articles today saying something like voices in the NBA are saying, you know, pump the brakes on hiring Ime to the Nets organization. Now they can listen or they could not listen. But we are still in this nebulous gray area of we don't know what he did. And until we know, it's hard to form an opinion on it because you don't want to say, oh, well, Celtics should totally hold on to him. And then you find out, oh, man he did something really heinous. Like I don't want any part of that, but at the very least I would have thought if the Celtics are letting him go to a division rival, someone that could knock us out of the playoffs if we're not careful for, for free. The only thing I can think of is that this is a complete money move. And so what he did maybe wasn't the absolute worst thing in the world, like by the law. So he would have a legal leg to stand on to say, Hey, you suspended me. Uh, I owe uh, you know a certain amount of money, and you can't just get out of not having to pay me. So this was the hey, you're gonna go coach for somebody else. They're gonna pay you. Cool. Yep, we don't want anything. Yep, we just want to wash our hands of this. We don't want any sort of a legal back and forth. All
0: right, taking all of the non basketball stuff out of it, the idea of adding Eme to this team terrifies me because it's just a kick in the ass that's that every one of them this team needs. They need to play defense. They have the capability of playing defense. It's 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 possible i think he may is the one guy that i think could do it he has a history with all these guys he has the best history with ben simmons as well he was he was on that staff when ben simmons was a worthy asset and something to grow into that we thought would develop into a hell of a player here so that's i think encouraging i think it's also encouraging that you got kind of a green light from kd because again he was on the staff with him earlier in the years in brooklyn and he was just in the nba finals and Turned this entire ship around in Boston. I mean, Boston. I'd given up on watching them. I was in mid, mid January. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't watch this. This team. It's just they don't care. They don't hustle. They don't play. They're it was just, so they're frustrating. Not, they're not doing anything right. And we got this coach over there that's acting all tough, but he's not getting wins. And then suddenly it just happened. It was like a, it just took off, man. And honestly, an hasn't stopped. I thought it would stop. And we've had some issues this year on defense, but I, I just think that there's an identity that we now have because of Ime, and if this Brooklyn team can gain the identity that we've already given them, but they haven't really earned it, is going to make them earn it, and if that ends up being the guy, I, I do think that there's a chance they could turn this entire thing around. It just doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't feel right. I don't understand how somebody has done something so wrong that he can't coach for our team, but he can coach against our team. Like, How are the players supposed to feel about that? Because I'm not saying that they don't have the heart of understanding the wrongdoing that may or may not have happened, or even the degree of it, but to them, it's okay if he goes and coaches over there, but he can't coach me. Like, that's, that's that just seems like a hard thing to understand and explain. Like, <laughs> Plus, they're going to be in division. Like, he's going to come to Boston multiple times. And if he stays in Brooklyn, which I imagine May has the intention of, if he gets another coaching job, of coaching.
1: They're not going to sign him to a one-year yeah, deal. Yeah, no, not want to fire him after half a season.
0: This will be Imei's second year coaching. So, I mean, what's a coaching career? He could coach for 50 more years for Brooklyn, for all we know. Coming into Boston, kicking our ass for 50 more years. I'm not saying that any of this is going to happen, but this isn't like a, an old guy that's on the back end of his coaching thing that's never going to get an opportunity again. This is this is a scary guy that's on the free right now that we kind of had and we kind of control right now. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it just sinks the ship of, of Brooklyn. Maybe it's strategy of just getting out of some money, like you said, and... Maybe there's more to this. Maybe it's just a bombshell. Like, yeah, go ahead. Pick up that asset. There's there's nothing attached it, to that. Yeah. Go ahead, there's no uh, baggage <laughs> and luggage on that one. <laughs> go ahead. Pull that string. Let's let's see what comes out. So I, maybe maybe it's that. I have a hard time believing that it's just that. It just seems bizarre to me that we're not going to get any. It just seems bizarre to that Celtics have done nothing wrong out here, and we're the ones that are going to pay for all of this, versus EME has done everything wrong, and he's the only one getting an advantage out of all of it.
1: It seems to be like across the board too of you weren't supposed to coach for the, for the year. And now less than a month in you're getting a job. And like you said, probably getting a raise because now you're a coach that went to the finals because you're going to get a new contract because you're with a new team. So it's just like, what is happening here? And almost a little bit with a, uh, you know, back to the Kyrie situation, he has to get traded in the off season. Was this his way to get off of the team? It seems like a terrible way to go about it. But some of the things that he, the way that he did it, like you mentioned at the start of this, he had so many opportunities to get out of this. These weren't. This wasn't a difficult situation. It wasn't. Ah, uh, like how can you really navigate this? It was just all you had to say was, "Hey, I'm not uh, anti-Semitic." Like, it, it seems It's almost like you know, the question, like, "Hey, would you say that you're against murderers?" Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, cool. And like, ah, well, you know. And then he had to kind of. I think he's. He, You know, he's dug in and he likes to be the smartest guy in the room. And that's what he wants to say. Oh, you know, it's not as easy as that and go into it. But sometimes it's just you got the opportunities and it it, Nike has uh, suspended their relationship with him. His his new shoes not coming out. So this is getting real, real for him real fast.
0: He should have just admitted that he hadn't seen the damn video. I don't think Do you actually think he watched this. I don't think he watched it. I think if he had watched it, there's all right. There, there's there's two scary sides of this coin. I suppose that he he did watch it and that he did just share it, or that he didn't watch it, or he did watch it and that he didn't think it was offensive. That so there's, I I don't like any of these scenarios. There's so many different things that could have happened. It may have not happened. It it, it doesn't make any well, sense then, to me of what he's trying to gain out of all of this and and sharing it. Like why? Like I understand he's always going to be the the underdog tougher road route of whatever direction he's trying to accomplish here it is, it's not a very good direction is the problem it's 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 aimless to some degree it just seems like he's going against stuff to go against stuff and that's a very inefficient way to pr- be productive in life You know, just to be an enemy of everybody so I, I they did tiptoe around this the entire time though there wasn't an immediate hammer dropped on suspension there wasn't even an immediate thing from the league the league was kind of like hey you guys should uh, should should do something about this, and they're like, "All right, we'll do a press conference. We'll talk to him. All right, we'll we'll make a make him make a statement." All right, he made a statement. And It's like, "All right, we we'll did another press conference. We did talk to him again." <laughs> and then the league was like, "I'm gonna do a press conference saying I am gonna go talk to him." And then <laughs> and now that the suspension comes, and it's like, "All right, well, they've talked to him how many times? The league said they want to come talk to him, and we're still we're at the point where he's gonna go through these baby steps of." of toddler school here where he's gonna be told what he can and cannot do because this guy will not cooperate with anyone like they've reached the point of uh, in, in cooperation where he's so disobedient that he has to be essentially put through elementary school all over again
1: <laughs> do Do you think he is done with the with, with the nets
0: no no because i don't think there's a deal out there that how that... many
1: how, how many game when do you think he'll he'll play another basketball game then
0: I think it's gonna take him longer in five games for them to be satisfied. Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he'll be back for Christmas.
1: Think back for Christmas, okay?
0: I I on w- roughly in my mind I'm thinking a month. And, and Christmas is, is kind of roughly around there. Now, all that being said, I could see the flip side of this of Kyrie being like, fine, I'll take my time with this. I don't want to play the regular season anyways. You guys just figure it out he's, on your did He's done I just this did the last couple of years. I just <laughs> did that the last three years, and it's almost like you kind of made it okay for me to say I'll be selective of when and when I don't come back. Because what if he suddenly says, like, yeah, I don't know if I feel like I've fully completed this now. Like, you know, I'm I really... Really want to get I really into want to make sure you know? that I
1: really complete it. Like,
0: I, I I, didn't realize <laughs> how, that I... How have... mad
1: is Kevin Durant with this? I didn't... Like, he's getting dragged into another Kyrie thing, and he's not the youngest of guys, and it forces him to have to do way more work on the court.
0: I mean, look, the, the zag is coming to the point where Kyrie's like, I, didn't, I don't think I really realized how much I really offended everybody, and now... I'm on this other journey of, of going the other way and I, I don't even want to play basketball anymore. Like that that that's coming soon that he he it just goes and completely zags in a completely different direction. It's like, "No, you know what? I was wrong, but now I'm 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 wrong about this with this side and I don't really care about the Nets either." So it's it's like they get burned either way. And, and he's going to stop like basketball at some point, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I I have what do you do next year? Like all right, so this moves over. He he cooperates. Does all these steps. He comes back, and the team is let's just say average at best. They're they're an eight seed, barely in the playing game, barely out of the playing game, somewhere in that window there, and and maybe they get out of the first round. They get into the second round. Like they don't go to the finals. Maybe they win a two two rounds at most. And then you go into next year. What are you doing next year? Because are we doing this all over again? Like, does that really the the idea, or is this gonna have to eventually blow up? Because you. You think it's going to be easy to move him. I think you're not going to be able to move him. I think you're going to have to move Durant, and that makes it really hard to move to please him. And this is going to have to get blown up at some point, or this is going to have to be successful at some point. If these guys don't win it all this year, I have no idea what you want to do next year because you can't run this back.
1: Right? Like, I, I think this we're on This is the last year of his contract. So he's going to be a free agent after this year.
0: We can't, we can't run this back. I know that. All right, so we... We've gone the whole hour already. I, there are a couple basketball things I want to get to. We're going to do 10 minutes of NBA basketball right here real quick. You ready? Yes. All right. Uh, Milwaukee's 9-0. and They have not lost a game. I've looked at the schedule. I think they could go a couple more games. All right. I, they, the upcoming right now, they've got Atlanta. Uh, they're at Atlanta, and then they're at OKC. They're at San Antonio. They're home to Atlanta, and then they're home to the Cleveland Cavaliers on November 16th. I think the Cleveland is the one I would circle, unless you feel the Hawks may take uh, take on one of these. I mean, other than that, I, they may not even lose to Cleveland either. That's just the next, like, contender I have circled on the schedule here. Uh, 9-0 and right now, obviously nine-game win streak here. What's – uh when's the next loss for Milwaukee here?
1: I, I don't think it's going to be one of the – we're going to call it more, like, premier matchups that a team really comes in and beats them. I think it's going to be a, yeah, we're sitting Giannis tonight. It's the – Third game in four nights, and almost a uh, it, we're we're waving the white flag a little bit. It'll be some team, kind of middle of the road team that'll just you know jump on them, and they'll they'll kind of take them easy. And I think that's what it'll be.
0: All right. On the flip side of that, Cleveland is on a eight game winning streak, and they are eight and one after losing the first game of the year, which I think Garland maybe got hurt in that and they didn't even play the whole game. Yeah, that's
1: where he got messed up. As I messed up.
0: Tight, tight game against Toronto in the opening night. They have not lost since. They have whooped this, not necessarily whooped the Celtics, but won games that the Celtics showed up for. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving the Cavs some credit here. Uh, they will play the Clippers tonight. The Kings. And uh, the next night, and then the Warriors on there. So I imagine their win streak will will be ending much much sooner. But you know, they're second in the division. They're eight and one. The Garland thing. Once he comes back, he starts cooking. I kind of like their three guard scoring. Uh, they're getting out of here. Mitchell's been great. Garland's been great. And then they've got uh, and who's the last scorer they got? He comes <laughs> off the bench. Uh, they just traded for him like uh, a year ago. Oh, uh, is it Levert? Levert, Levert. So I I like that that kind of trio there of, of just aggressive guys that can get you a bucket whenever you need there on top of phenomenal defense, man. I, you right, you watched well, the Boston game, eight man. blocks the other day. You, you watched the Boston game the other day. We're good at yeah, defense. Yeah. Look at the, the, the problems that these guys are causing them. I, I'm, I'm impressed with Cleveland here. Uh, Anything you want to get into Cleveland?
1: Uh, I was definitely big at the beginning of the year saying – I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is that much better than Colin Sexton. I don't really think that this is really going to move the needle. Evan Mobley is still really young. But Kevin Love is still still really helping out and took the Celtics to overtime and beat them two times. So, they're, they're no slouches. And like you said, eight-game winning streak, that's without Garland for over half of it. So, uh, I think I might have to have to eat my words on that a little bit. Even if they have a, a regression, have a little bit of a rough patch. Okay, now they're uh, – 10, 10 and four or something, or, you know, 15 and, and, and 11, even if they really, really slide. So they look like they might be actually be, be a real problem, which other people were saying, but I, I was not, I was not thinking that was going to be the case, but sure looks like Donovan Mitchell uh, is liking his new, new uh, surroundings.
0: Well, two overtime wins over Boston over the last week for Cleveland. So not, not. Now, I'm not saying those are like I'm. I'm saying those are good wins. Like that, th- those are barely wins for for Boston. You want to flip the coin on that way, but uh, it's 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 a good basketball being played over there. Now you mentioned that he likes his new home. Well, you know what? Utah is pretty happy with their new home right now. They are second in the West at eight and three. They are on a two game win streak here. They're full of a bunch of killers. Right, this team's full of a bunch of killers on this team. Everyone on this team could do whatever they want at any second. I don't know what's gonna happen, but they come out and they perform and they close, man. This team this team's full of a bunch of killers. I love Kelly. I think Codley's look great. I I am I'm, I'm all in on this, right? Um uh, was the the Lori's, Lori looks like the guy they always thought he would be. Just, you know, diving back into some Arizona days. Just looking looking great. I mean, you know, everybody
1: I'm, likes, everybody likes Conley. Everybody forgets that Kelly Olynyk won a game seven in the playoffs. Everybody forgets that, but he did it against John Wall, prime John wall and prime Bradley Beal. And it was Kelly Olynyk that made it happen.
0: All right. Let me, let me ask you this then. Who is Utah kicking out of the playoffs? If this continues, somebody's got to get out. I, nobody right, had me, us in.
1: <laughs> give give me uh give me like a few. Cause uh I can say like, Oh, like the Lakers, but I didn't think like the Lakers going to make it in. So give me like three to choose from.
0: All right. Uh, well, Let's see. Minnesota's at 10 right now. The Clippers are at eight. The Warriors are at 13. The Lakers are at 14. Uh, I don't know if you had them in, though, but I mean, I think Minnesota. I did have the Lakers in. I think Minnesota, the Warriors, and the Clippers. I'm going to go with the
1: Clippers. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Uh, just <laughs> the season's barely started, and Kawhi is already out, and no one really knows what's going on. Paul George is playing, but I, I hope he continues to, to play well. He's He's been doing, he's really come back strong. But if he gets a little dinged up, you got the Clippers that you had last year where you have your two main guys are not playing and that's what you're built around. So when they're not playing, you, you don't really have a team. So I would say uh, the Clippers, But I don't know if that really translate exactly to the Jazz being really good, so much as a combination of, well, Jazz are taking somebody's spot. And if Kawhi is no longer playing, uh, yeah. that's an issue.
0: Uh, just very very impressed by Utah, and and I like that. I don't know if people are just doubting them games at this point, and they're just kind of outperforming, but they're showing up at the end of these games ready to win. I, I I'm not entirely sold on this team blowing up. If anything, I think they could get a better package than anyone ever hoped for. This is, they're not going to sell these assets for nothing at this point. If anything, the the value of every single asset on Danny has just done a masterclass and saying, all right, yeah, who wants? Come call it now. All right, we're, this is worth an eight and three roster so you're not just calling off a tanking team this is a team that actually has some value so shout out to, to Danny Ainge once again pulled the big old switcheroo man and they have so many draft picks to play around with too like this is that's
1: that's th- what I mean are you sure that they're going to be sellers and they're not going to be buyers at the deadline if they keep this up if they are in the top four in the west that they're going to go ah yeah you know what no we really want to you know bottom out it's like I think it's too late it's like hey what could we package together with some picks to get some, some more guys in here and really make a run at this
0: I mean, in like a quick 30 seconds here, guys that could suddenly be for sale. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, <laughs> you know, just just throwing that one out there. Uh, you know, oh maybe boy. maybe maybe the Clippers suddenly say, you know, hey, this isn't looking so great. Maybe they blow up something there. I don't know. That that's that's a team I'd call. and you know, I uh, I think a couple of teams we mentioned earlier could, could suddenly be in that that mix over there as well. I, I don't know if the Pacers suddenly blow some stuff up. They, they've always had guys on the on the chopping block over there and. Miami's a weird one, too. I don't know what, what's going on over there. I could see them suddenly saying, yeah, you know what? Let's get away off of all this. So a uh, couple assets out there. It'd be fascinating to see if Utah goes for it, man. What a what a wild NBA season. All right, enjoy tonight. Game starting every 15 minutes. We already got two games going right now at 730. You'll probably listen to this tomorrow, so none of it will matter. But there will be no games on tomorrow, so good luck. But uh hell of a game tonight. Anything you want to add for the people out there?
1: Uh, last thing, I want to throw a shout out to uh, one of our main listeners, Sean. He invited me over yesterday to watch Red Zone. Had a great cheese spread. Had meatball subs. Had had a great time. So it's been two weekends in a row of being able to watch Red Zones with some some good people, and always adds to the the whole football experience. So thanks, thanks for the invite, Sean.
0: Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back next week. Go Pats. Go Sees. I hope the Nets lose. That's what I end every podcast on. It said. <laughs> We'll we'll be back. (laughs) Little column A, little column B.